Welcome to the Diary of a Worship Leader podcast, episode 7B, Taking Care of Your Vocal Instrument, part 2. I trust you're having a blessed day. You are welcome. Yes, this is your host, Franklin Omoage. Welcome you, welcoming you once more to the Diary of a Worship Leader podcast. Today we're going to continue uh, in the same vein of taking care of your vocal instrument part two. The last time we looked at what is a vocal instrument, your voice cords and all your um, all the uh, organs, tissues that make up your your breathing, your respiratory system, and um, your 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 skeletal system and all that so please listen to the podcast before this one and you get a lot of information from it too so we're going to go straight to taking care of your vocal instrument part two i'd like to say uh, to put out a scripture here proverbs 12 15 and proverbs 1 5 the book of proverbs 12 15 and the book of proverbs Chapter 1, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. In the ESV version, it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 1, 5 says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and let the one who understands obtain guidance. Why did I bring these two scriptures out? Because one thing I have noticed that cause a lot of worship leaders to get into issues, you know, voice problems and voice injury is basically pride and then the inability to just listen and get advice from experts. Friends, your voice, this is your life, this is your ministry, this is your career or whatever or however you would like to put it. So you want to take adequate care of it. You want to take adequate, adequate care of your voice. So your, your, um, uh, the anointing is not a substitute for common sense. It's good to just have common sense. You know, I'm not trying to say we don't have common sense, but you know, from experience. This is what I've seen. Many people just say, oh, you know, I know that already. And you're trying to give them advice on taking care of their vocal instrument or their voice. And they say, I know that already. I'm an expert. I can do, you know, I can do this and do that. And they strain and stress their voice at the end of the day. They get vocal injury and, well, and this is not what we want to happen. So get advice. Take advice from uh, skilled people from experts. That's what I do. I listen. I go to YouTube. I go to the internet. I listen and get tips and read books on how to maintain my vocal instrument because I know this is an integral part of my life. I am a worshiper and my tool is my voice. So I make sure both physically, spiritually, I take care of of my voice. Remember, the anointing is not a substitute for common sense. I'm going to be talking about 
some warning signs, warning signs to know that you may have a vocal injury or a strain in your voice, in which case, once you notice, notice these things, you would need to rest your voice or see a professional, maybe an ENT a professional or you know something like that, a doctor, so they can take care of you and your voice. You don't want to have vocal injury. Uh, there's this circular musician. I heard a story about her, uh, Adele. You know, she is a great singer and had, has a great voice. And uh, and uh, I think she had some kind of vocal injury and she would need to do some surgery and all that. Um, we're praying for them. And uh, so we do not want this kind of things to... Uh, happen. So there are some warning signals that warning signals that we would know used to know that there's uh, uh, maybe some vocal strain. And a very simple warning signal is pain. Pain. You sing after a performance or during a performance or before a performance or administration, you have pain, especially in your neck, your vocal cords, you're trying to strain that is one telltale tale sign that there is something wrong. And pay attention to these signs. You have a lump in your throat after singing. It could be uh, nodules or polyps, you know, things like that, or calluses growing in the... Uh, uh, the way the voice, uh, the voice box work, the vocal cords work, you know, they vibrate. So when they um, sort of you know, brush against each other, they, they kind of, it could form calluses or polyps or nodules, you know. That's in the, in the extreme cases, you know. So you, you want to avoid that. So when you start to feel pain, know that it's time to get some rest. You feel a lump in your throat. It hurts when you sing or you experience sudden uh, phlegm, you, you experience phlegm in your throat, and you know you're not sick, or you're coughing too much while you're singing, and you don't have uh, a fever or anything, you know you're not sick. So all these are signs of um, uh, vocal strain. So in this case, we would need to rest. You need to rest. So practice being smart with your vocal cords. For three days of performing, you need at least one day off of not singing at all. For five days of continuous performance, you need at least two days off. And then you would take a complete day of what they call a monk-like silence every week. If you are a persistent performer, you would need one day where you don't speak to anybody at all. You just keep your mouth shut and be quiet. Uh, so that's, you know, you know, resting your voice. Most vocal strain, they go away after about three days of rest. So it's good to always rest and be hydrated and stay away from anything that is that causes your throat to be dry. We talked about caffeine the other time. Coffee, it causes a dryness to the throat. Coffee, you know, causes a dryness to the throat. Okay, so when you notice you're getting pain, you're getting hoarse, you're getting lump after you sing, you're getting phlegm in your throat, these are signs that you need to rest and don't talk too much. So try to just be quiet and rest the voice, the vocal cords 
for at least three days. Don't, don't. And some people think it's uh, better to whisper. You see, scientists' uh, uh, studies have shown that whispering, you know, you strain your voice 30% more than when you actually talk regularly. So whispering doesn't even help. When you say, oh, I want to save my voice, let me just whisper instead of me to talk normally. <laughs> it's better to even talk normally than to whisper. When you whisper, you, you, you strain your voice 30% more of the time. Studies have shown this. So don't whisper. So those are the, those are the signs of um, uh, warning signs. And then, uh, so practice smart. Three days performance, one day, five days performance, take two days off. And then one day in between, you just be quiet, keep you know, don't say anything, just, you know, don't talk too much, just be quiet one day to rest the vocal cords because you do not want any vocal injury. Okay, and some uh, stuff, some medicinal stuff that you can use, uh, which I haven't really tried any one of these. Well, I've tried the lozenges, but not this particular kind that I want to tell you right now. So I was doing some research and I found that uh, it's called the Slippery Elm Lozenges. Slippery Elm Lozenges. You can find them in any health food store. They help to uh, coat the throat and uh, to soothe a, a tired vocal cord. Slippery Elm Lozenges. They're lozenges. Lozenges. Please pardon me. I'm African. I'm from Nigeria. So the part of my uh, pronunciation, my all my enunciation. Then uh, steam your throat regularly to steam the throat. You know, you put some hot water over, you know, in a bowl and cover your head with a towel and just breathe in. Taking that steam, learn to steam your throat. So this hydrates and moistens the vocal cords and it's very good. It's good to do this, especially when you're in the middle of intense... Uh, uh, ministration or you're on tour it's good to do this at least twice a day once in the morning once in the evening you steam your throat just steam just moisten the throat you steam your throat and if you must drink tea it's better to take marshmallow root tea or licorice tea marshmallow root tea or licorice tea the licorice tea i heard it contains mucilage which can soothe the vocal cords so marshmallow tea and licorice tea so please do not put any, um, uh, uh, what you call it, inside the tea, like lime or lemon, those do not help the vocal cords at all. So, in terms of medicinal stuff that you can use for your vocal cords, these are the few that I, you know, from research that I've learned, uh, that I've seen that uh, will be effective uh, for taking care of your vocal instrument. Mostly what I do is just rest. I just rest my vocal cords. I just rest and try to talk, you know, very sparingly. And I've noticed that, uh, you know, rest really helps me. And when the body is rest, re rested and the body is hydrated, then you get the optimal performance from your vocal cords. So that is that for this particular podcast on taking care of your vocal instrument this is by no means an exhaustive um, list or things to do to take care of your voice or your vocal cords. You know, I'm just putting these out there. So, you know, these are just uh, 
mostly like a tip, tip of the iceberg on taking care of your vocal instrument. Uh, I will tell you the videos that help me a lot. People I listen to on YouTube. There's two of them specifically, which you can also do. Likewise, uh, there's uh, Roger Burnley. He is a professional voice coach or vocal coach. So I listen, I watch his videos on YouTube and they are very informative and they will, you will learn a lot of things. How to increase your range, how to you know maintain your voice and other various other things that you can learn from uh, Roger Burnley. So I really recommend him. And Eric Arsenault. Eric Arsenault. This is another voice coach. He's well known in the uh, uh, voice training circles. So both of these people are well known in the voice training circles and they're vocal coaches and you will learn a lot from them. So be, you know, you can go there, watch their videos and learn as much as you can learn in taking care of your vocal instrument. So let us remember that as children of God who are on a mission, we do not want to let a moment of foolishness deprive us of our bread and butter, which is your voice, your voice. As a worship leader, your voice is your greatest asset because that's what you use to lift up praises and worship to God. The melody comes from your throat. It comes from your voice cords. So it's good for us to take care of our voice chords. I've never seen a man who will buy a car or, you know, well, let's, let's use a car. You know, if you, if you maintain your car very well, it will always give you good performance. So if you maintain your voice very well, you will always have a good performance. You know, it will take you far. And the key is you want to be able to be singing like you're doing now when you are age 80, 90. You want to still be able to have the same voice to be able to hit your notes and you know keep your range even at that age. All this does not come by magic. It comes from dedicated vocal practice, dedicated vocal practice and exercises and a vocal maintenance lifestyle okay please learn to rest your voice and learn to keep you know uh, 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 taking care of your voice god bless you and this is yours truly franklin omoage signing off once more on episode 7b on the diary of a worship leader i hope you have learned something today so please reach us at my website www.franklinomaji.com and you can get other stuff there that you can read and it will bless you god bless you and see you next time remember keep living in an atmosphere of worship